1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard The first show of the new year Nathan Patterson looks set for a Rangers record-breaking transfer to Everton Celtic's window is up and running with their three new Japanese recruits And planning on the go across the country With St Johnston signing Ali Crawford and Gary Holt leaving Falkirk I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight in the studio is Alex Ray And from home, it's Hugh Keevans well, I can tell you, Gordon, it's been 33 weeks since I was last on from the man cave. I know that because the machine told me so when I switched it on. The world is now my oyster, which is the situation Nathan Patterson finds himself in regarding that big money move to Everton. It's life-changing for Patterson. It's an outstanding piece of business for Rangers. And anyone who disagrees with that doesn't understand the game's finances as they are Right this very day Alex Ray In a parallel universe We would have big games To look back on From the weekend We would have big games uh, Tonight actually yes. uh, We are where we are We've been through that I think We know that the football Is going to be Put on the back burner For just a little bit longer But that doesn't mean There's a shortage of talking points Teams already planning For the future Yeah it's all about recruitment God and I think uh, Hughes touched on Nathan Parson Potentially Going to the English Premiership As a footballer I've been down there myself It is a Place where you want to play as a young player You want regular football as well You've got the three Japanese players arriving at Celtic You've got Ali Crawford signing for St Johnson If you have just said And they need plenty of players in over the window Gordon Because they're really struggling at the moment And it's all about who's coming and going over the next couple of weeks Before we get to that Hugh Keevans Happy New Year Are you otherwise well despite not being able to join us tonight? I am very well thank goodness uh, I'm aware of the world around about me uh, I, I'm in a wait and see situation which everyone will understand uh, but safe and well and a happy new year to you and my old friend Alec well it's happy at four minutes past six we'll probably fall out at some point between now and eight o'clock but let's see how we get on start on the right foot and all that 0141 951 1025 Come on We've not had much to talk about Over the last few days In fact we've not been here Since the turn of the year So get your calls in I've had withdrawal symptoms From you lot Believe it or not And I want to hear from you And find out what is on your mind Of course tonight It's it's fresh It's, it's new news If you like Nathan Patterson On the verge of that Big money move To Everton So Rangers fans What do you make of that Can you see any downside Is this all uh, Positive as Hugh Keevans Suggests Or are you a little bit Torn a little bit sad to see him go Maybe wish you could see him fulfil his potential At Rangers Whatever your view on that is Pick up the phone right now and let us know 0141 951 1025 It is the first time we've been on Since Celtic announced that trio Of Japanese signing Celtic fans how pleased are you to get that business done early I know you've all been Trawling through YouTube and whatever else Trying to find out what type of player you've got in your hands So Pick up the phone on that front as well There's actually quite a bit happened over the last few days Craig Gordon is staying at Hearts Despite a little bit of speculation Teams are starting to put planning in place Will Tony Watt be a Motherwell player At the end of the window There is a lot happening So pick up that phone please 0141 951 1025 Have you managed just about to get by Without any top flight Scottish football Alex yeah, It's been difficult Gordon uh, I've enjoyed the, the darts over the last couple of nights as well yes. Scottish boys are doing really good And uh, we wish my man well tonight uh, down south uh, I've been watching a lot of the English Premiership as well uh, I'm just watching all Team Wolves Terrorise Man United at the Theatre of Dreams And all we need now is a goal, Gordon 
Wolves, Hugh, a new year, but the same pronunciation of that team. <laughs> well, like Alec, I've been watching a bit of um, Premiership football as well. Uh, of course, the subject of Nathan Patterson and Everton right to the forefront this evening. I watched Everton yesterday. The mighty Brighton were far too good for them at Goodison Park. It puts Everton further down the table. It further endangers Rafa Benitez at Goodison Park. So if I were Nathan Patterson, I'd be making sure that the contract contained one or two clauses regarding the possibility, the possibility of relegation. And Alex Ray, the thing is, you're a student of the game. You've cast your net wide. You were just waxing lyrical about some lower league action that you've been taking in. Let's not forget, it's yeah. just because the top flight's gone on a bit of a break, uh, there is still football elsewhere. Yeah, I was watching uh, the goal today by the young boy Millen at um, the Ackies. It was an incredible goal, Gordon. I would, I'd advise anybody if I've got social media, go on Twitter. They played through the lines, little give and goes, ball round the face, and a lovely finish. It was a brilliant, well ed- executed goal. Uh, Hugh, quite often the, the transfer window up here Before we, we delve into the, the specifics And get the thoughts of the listeners out there Sometimes up here it can take a bit to get going It's a bit underwhelming With a, only a couple of days in Celtic have signed three players and, and Rangers are on the verge of that big move away for, for Nathan Patterson It looks like we could be in for quite the month I think both are highly understandable Celtic need strength and depth uh, And Ange Postacoglu knows Japan better than anyone at Celtic Park, better than anyone within Scottish football. So he's taking advantage of that insider knowledge. Uh, They've all got to hit the ground running because the back half of the season is all about catching up on Rangers, who have a six-point advantage. And with regard to Rangers and Everton and uh, Nathan Patterson, Rangers last declared losses of £23.5 million. They have lost money consistently over the last nine years. They need to start clawing some of that back. And in Patterson, they have unearthed a a terrific talent who, while not even having played 30 games for Rangers, could earn them enough money rising from 10 to even £16 million, according to reports. He could earn them an awful lot of money to eat into that debt. I'm excited about this month Alex Ray I'm looking even It's the stage of the The window where anything's possible And maybe it is just speculation And rumour I mean right now I'm seeing uh, A tweet popping up About Aberdeen Potentially being interested in In Jamie McGrath We've got this Tony Watt To Dundee United thing So we're talking about Potential moves Within our league as well You've got Sean Maloney What, what kind of You know Touches is he going to add To that Hibs team St Johnston Can they do something To, to keep themselves up uh, You know there, There's so many possibilities At this stage yeah, I seen that uh, Hibs were interested in the boy. It was up at uh, Ross County, the midfielder. Uh, the, is on Harry Clark. For, yeah, Harry Clark. Yeah, a fullback, so, right side. Yeah, so it looks as if he may well be trying to trying to sign them. But I can see uh, Sean Maloney trying to freshen things up a little bit as well. I think defensively, Hibs struggle. Gordon uh, middle to front. They've got good players, good options, and then as you say, Jamie McGrath because he's going into out of contract uh, uh, in the summer. Potentially, someone comes in with a, a cash offer at this particular time. It may well be the time that. St Mirren cash in Try and freshen up some faces there Because you look at the run That St Mirren's on It's at no wins in 11 it's a, lot, it's a lot of games Right come on then Fans of all teams Let's hear from you For the first time In 2022 01419511025 Your reaction to Nathan Patterson's Potential move to Everton 
Your reaction to Celtic signing of that Japanese trio Anything else that's going on out there Your your own club's speculation Who you want, who you want in, who you want to see leave Whatever it is, now is the time to pick up that phone No surprise though uh, That Mark, who's a Rangers fan, is first up And Nathan Patterson is the big talking point In Mark's mind How do you feel about it all, Mark? Hi, panel, happy new year to you all Same to you, Mark. you Mark, thank you I just want to say to Hugh I hope you're not isolating from Gordon DL <laughs> <laughs> No Perish the thought, Mark. He'll do anything to get away from us, Mark. I think that's it. But what do you make of this news last night then? It sort of developed, didn't it, Nathan Patterson, on the verge of that move to Everton? What's your feelings on it? <laughs> a couple of things. I remember sitting at a meeting when Dave King came in with the Three Bears in 2015. After we, I remember him coming in and he had, a, believe it or not, he was, had lots of fans meetings and he had a, a pie chart up on the wall. He says, this is what we need to do to get Rangers back. We need to challenge for the title. We need to finish above Aberdeen. We need to get back into Europa League football. We need to get a decent manager in. We need to start selling a player for big money. It's been 12 years. And we need to get back into the Champions League. There was there was about six or seven things there. And this is the second last piece of the jigsaw. Um, to, and, and we've now done it. I think it'll probably be announced tonight or tomorrow. It's been 12 years since we sold somebody for big money. The last player we sold for decent money was when Craig White marks Yelovich out the building 11 years ago for three or four million. I think it was to Everton, actually. Um, so it, this is a huge, huge uh, development for the club. Huge. The boy's a great player. He'll go on to be, he could be as good as Tierney and, and Robertson. He might not be at that level. Uh, I hope he has a great career. He, he's a Rangers fan for, the, for all his days. Um, he goes with the blessing of the entire fan base. But the the money, if it's twelve million up front and another four million and a sell on, that that is life changing for the club. Um, I'm sure the manager will get something, but it also proves the youth academy is working. As much as we want the guys to be in the team, we've got a captain, we've got a great captain there that has been told Tavernier's got two years left and he gets a testimonial. So so there's no he's going nowhere and he's been a great captain. So it's it's a great piece of business. We wish him well. He'll always be welcome back. Um, and uh, the Youth Academy is working. The job now is to get somebody who's going to be the next Nathan Patterson, you know. Um, and, and he'll be going, if it was Ross Wilson or, the, or Giovanni Van Bronckhurst had be going straight into the, the, all the young boys there and, and the girls and said to the, the younger teams, look, this is what you can do. You can end up in the biggest league in the world and you can play for your boyhood heroes for a year in Europe and score an old porn goal or whatever it may be. So, so it's, it's, a, it's a huge development. Um, not only is it massive money, but now there's 40 million or 50 million at stake at the end of this season as well. Um, so, so this, this along with potentially winning the title, is money that could 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 make Rangers for the next 10 years. Well, Mark certainly puts a, a good case forward. Alex Ray, would yeah. you share Mark's assessment? Yeah, I think he covered a lot of good points there, uh, Gordon. He's obviously talking about when. Uh... Dave King came in as well Getting to Europa League Try to get to the Champions League Which obviously at the end of the season Rangers and Celtic will be vying for that Pot of gold uh, He talks about you know getting the, the right manager in Steven Gerrard was that man Brought the title back That was also another box ticked And then obviously he's mentioned the, the academy there you, know, you have to give them credit Because I've been over the years Been a little bit critical of the Rangers academy And Nathan Patterson They have delivered a very very good prospect um, I'd love to have seen him in an ideal world, Gordon, uh, playing another few years, showing what he really can bring to the table. But when you've got a deal like this, now if you were sitting in here uh, prior to knowing anything about this deal and you were saying, right, okay, you just don't want Rangers to sell one of their key assets. Now, if there's bids come in, then you have to assess that. 
Patterson's uh, clearly got that uh, talent He's got that um, kind of potential And what you're looking at now is Rangers have uh, obviously sold their uh, stand-in right back uh, and, and obviously Matt's touched on the importance of James Tavernier yeah. I've always maintained that Tavernier is very important to Rangers What he brings statistically He's led the team to the Championship And he wants to do so again this year So to, to let him go now He also thinks about who's coming in You have to also look at the bigger picture They must bring in a replacement Or potentially someone from the academy If they think they're at that level uh, And then, But they can't be coming into this window Later than, than they were, mm. the, the window closed uh, Gordon Because that would uh, obviously strengthen Celtic's hand. I mean, Hugh, there are only really there are only two main avenues for Celtic and Rangers at the size of clubs that they are to, to get significant money. You either qualify for the Champions League or you sell a player. Now, in I don't know, a, a dream world, you can you can do both at the same time. But for Rangers to be able to get this fee, but also not have that that anxiety, if you like, of okay, we've lost one of our, our major players, and and will this weaken us? Will this mean we won't go on to win the league? If you can get this fee for a guy who does not get a game, we've been through this night after night on the show. Nathan Patterson is revered by the Rangers fans. He has started fifteen games, so it it, it makes it makes sense on that front, doesn't it? It is the proverbial no-brainer. You have to look at the last eighteen months as Mark on the line will have done. Rangers won the title in a season where no fans could pay to get into Ibrox. Uh, they, like Celtic, took a financial hit caused by the pandemic. We're halfway through our season and we've got another financial hit on the horizon caused by the pandemic. Rangers, on top of that, have not been a sustainable business model for a decade and Mark on the Line also knows that to be true. So along comes Nathan Patterson. He is... A godsend. What Celtic have done over the last decade, buy them in at a small price, sell them for big money, and they've been very, very successful at it. Rangers have now got on the bandwagon with Nathan Patterson. Uh, A player trading model was always Ross Wilson's battle cry, and now the player trading has begun. I I appreciate why Hugh has has provided context, Mark, and, and clubs are... You know, facing certain financial difficulties But I wonder if the nature of this Like I said with the 15 starts A record breaking fee This would make sense regardless of the, the Financial context would it not? Yeah we've just got to watch In this window because there's other players That the clubs will want So this now this this now sets A, a precedent at the club So for example If we're led to believe a club want Glenn Kamara or they want Joe Arrivo or Yanis Hadji, or whoever it may be, then that's when the, that's where they can start their bidding because we we this will mean that we don't need to sell. We were always told we need to sell somebody in this window. We need to be sustainable. So so now if somebody want if somebody else if a bid comes in for somebody else, start the bidding, boys. Is that is that part of it, Alex? Where we can analyse this move in isolation. But is this also about a knock-on effect? Hugh uses that phrase that's been on many times The player trading model It now exists right? It, it, it barely has yeah. for, for a long time for Rangers It's it's not been in existence really Now it does And there's always been that Maybe that school of thought That you can't just wake up one day and say Okay, we now demand £20 million for our players And clubs will say oh, Hold on a minute you don't You don't sell your players for that sort of money And now in Mark's mind Rangers have, have sort of entered that 
that market if you like Is, is that yeah. the case Does it bode well for the future Not not just this deal I think if you take this deal In isolation Gordon Because they, they tried to nip him for a, a small fee in the summer Started at five did it not I Started think at five the, So what they've done the is They've dug their heels in Gordon uh, And it's paid off Because it looks as if It's going to be nine million up front Three million over the course Of the next couple of years Potentially rising uh, to 16 Depending on what's uh, stipulated In the contract So from, from that point of view is You could look at that And say the board are showing A wee bit of kind of Strength there In their bargaining power Ross Wilson's a sharp operator I'm really fascinated to see Where it goes from here uh, Particularly from a Rangers perspective Because you have various assets now at Rangers There are all different levels Whether Kamara's uh, signed a recent contract You've got Aribo You've got Morelos You've got Kent All going into the last 18 months I think it is Halander as well Do you then try and re-sign them For a Mm. longer period Try and get that stability with them And it also strengthens your hand When you go back to the market Because players are on longer contracts So I'm looking forward to the rest of the month And see what uh, Ross Wilson does Because there's there's obviously uh, Speculation coming out of uh, Holland as well Danilo the Vitas captain Potentially may well be getting signed By Rangers uh, and a Bosman Uh, Mark is there any part of you Because I know that money's important And that's just the reality of where we are Teams do need to trade effectively but ultimately, th- there was a time when you just wanted your your kind of best players to stay. Is there any part of you that is, a li- you know, a little, is there room for any sadness that you won't get to see Nathan Patterson? Would you have liked to see him develop a bit more at Rangers before moving on? Of course, but it's not it's not real sadness. We, we we've been through the mill, so so we we, we appreciate when they have a talent. Uh, ironically, I I think Alex um, left out the best one, which to be honest, I think Yanis Hadji could be outstanding. Um, in a few years, but I, I think the one player that, that, that probably will that probably will go and see if they could get three or four million would be a godsend would be Connor Goldson in this window because he's got five months left. He clearly wants to go back down south with his wife from in Essex. So see if they could get three or four million for Connor Goldson with three or four three or four months left in his contract. I would grab it. Going to be an interesting window. Thank you, Marco. One four one nine five one one zero two five. It seems like Mark and Alex and Hugh think it's a, a no-brainer, this deal, for Nathan Patterson to Everton. Do you agree? If so, why? Or maybe you disagree? Now's a good time to tell us. 0141-951-1025. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here. It's 0141-951-1025. To join in, it's at Clyde SSB. On Twitter as well We've missed you over the last couple of nights So get in touch, let us know How you're feeling about the early days Of the transfer window Clearly the Nathan Patterson story uh, Is dominating at the moment But we've not been on Since Celtic announced the three Japanese players Celtic fans, what do you make of that? Was that the ideal start to the transfer window? What do you make of them? How do you see them fitting into the team? All the usual questions when you sign Some new players, get your thoughts over to us now Please 0141 1025. I did say we were on Twitter as well And on the subject of Nathan Patterson RT says the facts are simple Tavernier's numbers are insane Patterson's first team chances were limited Rangers starting 11 remains untouched So losing a player for up to 16 million Is a great start to a player trading model Much rather that than lose Aribo, Kamara, etc Which I think is something you would agree with, Alex Yeah, yeah, without doubt, Gordon I think, uh, you know, their key players are playing a big part uh, On a week-to-week basis Patterson was coming in and doing very well So as long as that remains uh, untouched, really Then I think most Rangers fans will be pretty happy with that uh, John Mitchell as well Good deal for a bench player Won't affect the team Will balance the books a bit um, 
And Mike also says Whatever way either sets of supporters look at this I hope we can all agree That we're getting closer to the proper valuation of players in Scotland There we go Hugh Keevans Mike is trying the unlikely uh, At the start of a new year And uniting everyone Yeah um, you know, Many people have felt for years That clubs in England Tend to look at the Scottish set up as Mickey Mouse for want of a better expression and they think they can plunder it at regular intervals but uh, Kieran Tierney and Nathan Patterson change all that Andrew Robertson at uh, Liverpool uh, got out as a young player uh, and went to Hull and furthered his career and is now worth who knows how much money on the transfer market so we're not there to be plundered anymore and if Tierney and Patterson between them rake in forty million uh, for Celtic and Rangers, then that just proves we are not there to be picked at. And I just we just took a call, Hugh. A sentence I never thought I would hear. Davy from Alexandria called in to say he's been watching football. Wait for this bit since before you were born. No, not possible Well, apparently so And David, he just wanted to say that Thursday's show Was the funniest show he's ever heard Did you hear the, the, the two um, brains of Britain On their, their final end of the year quiz, Hugh? Well, yes What, what can a person say? Honestly, they, I, I think everyone's still recovering from it The number of tweets I've had from listening to Wilson and DL Go head-to-head again uh, on the quiz Just before Hogmanay was... Was quite something But anyway What about the new year What about looking forward uh, Signings Players in Players out All the rest of it Let's go back to the phones And bring in Frank Who is a Rangers fan Nathan Patterson Frank Good business for you Makes sense Any downside uh, Downside is We didn't see a young player Who came through at Ibrox But that's far outweighed By the prospect Of making Rangers The new Ajax and bringing through the best young players throughout the world because we've got we've got Alfredo Morelos there. Rangers could pick the best young players, bring them through, and sell them on. I came on two months ago and I said that we need to sell. Don't get a fright if we sell a player. This should be the model. We should get the best out of a young player, make them better, and sell them on. That's the way to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Alex, I think it's safe to say there's a. There's a good bit to go But before uh, the, the model that Ajax operate Can be replicated Of course you get the logic Of, of what Frank's saying This should be the start of the model um, And especially when it's an academy player Because you can talk about Buying low and selling high But you've actually not bought Nathan Patterson at all Yes you've you've invested money in him In his footballing education um, But ultimately If you can sell your own uh, For Multi-million pound deals Then that's That's the way to go Yeah l- Listen Gordon I think the, if you want to I think the fans can identify When they bring one of their own Through as well And, and I agree with Frank we, we didn't see the best Of Nathan Patterson Because he's still developing And he's got a long way to go um, But clearly he's got All the attributes To be a real top top player uh, I think at Rangers You know they, they obviously see If I was a young player At Rangers now 13, 14, 15 I've seen Patterson's pathway I would be looking to myself And going right okay I'm going to do Whatever it takes To actually do that there's another side of this as well, Gordon, where you can maybe buy, 
I'll give you a couple of examples So you maybe a lot of Dembele at Celtic A couple of years ago They get him for a development fee You look at a rebo this year Where they They're very they, similar deals aren't yeah, they Instead very similar Lower leagues in England And you, you yeah, make well, you, you, you take advantage you, of you that You sign championship players Or league one players And then they move for fortune So that's another way That the club can benefit From bringing in someone own, uh, Someone else's uh, players Who have been developed But don't forget Players have been picked Cherry picked You look at Gilmore uh, As an example You know going down to Chelsea Cherry picked So it's a dog eat dog environment But as a pathway now I think Rangers Have obviously seen this uh, Player develop And it's important That they get players through As well Gordon Because I think under Giovanni I get the impression That he'd quite happily Throw a youngster in If he had the ability And that's the key thing If you've got the ability And the players are in the building Then the first team manager Will most certainly pick you Do you think that Incentive is important Frank For for Rangers Youth Academy This city It's just unavoidable Isn't it To, to sort of Compare You know Celtic will have been able to do this for a few years where you can say to the academy okay first of all it used to be like going and be, be the new James Forrest and then it became be the new Kieran Tierney now it can be be the new Callum McGregor sort of thing is it is it important that Rangers players at the club at the moment who are 12 or 13 or 14 have that incentive of, of being the, the next Nathan Patterson or whatever it may be uh, well I stay about a mile away from the training ground and I'm telling you now it's a fantastic facility now Rangers have got a chance here to to change everything in Scotland and bring in the best. The first thing they could do is give the guy Wilson full reign at Ibrox to scour the world and get the best young players because they're there. And from where I see it, Rangers, if Ajax can do it, Rangers can do it because Ajax aren't a bigger club than Rangers. They're a big, massive club, but so are Rangers. And this is a great opportunity now for the young boys to... to this will further their career because the next stepping stone is England and that's where everybody wants to play. But if you're, if you're a young player, you won't be considered in England. You'll be considered in Scotland and they'll look at your progress. Then they'll sign you. So this is the way for Rangers to go. There's fortunes to be, make, to be made. This is a new beginning. I just hope... That the club are brave I mean, it, it, it may well be Hugh Again I think the, I get where Frank's going The Ajax comparison You're, you're talking about One of the, the ultimate In the world at, at doing this stuff So This is Rangers First You know so In a while So it could be a start um, But you know there's, Let's Let's be careful What sort of bracket We, we, we put it in And, and what, what clubs we, we mention in the same breath Yeah For me Frank and Mark, the Rangers supporter before him, and Celtic supporters who will come on before 8 o'clock, what they have to understand, that while they celebrate the big money brought in, Celtic and Rangers, eh, with Frank's vision in mind, they're, they're stepping stones. They're stepping stones to bigger clubs. Look at Celtic, brought in Dembele, and Dembele went to France, Edward. Now in the, the Premiership with uh, Crystal Palace, Tierney at Arsenal, Ayer at Brentford, Frimpong playing in the Bundesliga. Uh, big money for Celtic. Big, big money. So at the same time, you have to understand you're a stepping stone. As long as people understand that you get them for a while, you enjoy their talents, their lavish talents, but then when the time comes, they're off. Yeah listen I think it's a bit extravagant I think there's a long way To get anywhere near Now you've got to start Somewhere Gordon If you just look at In the last what Four or five years At Ajax 307 million pound On the back of Eight players Sold So Ajax Are the front runners So 
I suppose you've got to model yourself on someone, but you've got some way to go to actually beat that kind of level of uh, performance that they're doing. Is this a bit of a? It's a, it's a strange one, Frank. We've not really had, to, understandably, we, we won't have too many examples of a, a player here who cannot get a game really for, for Celtic or Rangers, but then gets the multi-million pound move to the English Premier League and might actually get more game time in English Premier League than he did here, which is strange. Um, is he good enough to go and? Play down there at the moment I, I, I believe that he is Or else Everton Everton have come in quick Because they know That if they leave it Somebody else will buy him And they'll probably pay more So I think they'll probably say Get in quick Get our man And we've got a, deal, a good deal So Fred, from their point of view It's good But I must reiterate Anything that Ajax can do A Dutch club We've got a Dutch manager who knows the Dutch system and how to bring through young players. Take the example and do it because we've got absolutely nothing to lose. You're very committed to that example, Frank. I don't mind it. Thank you. That was Frank on 01419511025. What about that, Alex? It is strange. It's just the, is that just the nature of James Tavernier's contribution to Rangers that you know a player might actually get more game time for Everton than, than he did for Rangers? Yeah. It's incredible it's, uh, the, the whole thing's incredible you Now obviously Seamus Coleman's been the right back For such a long time at Everton Gordon But I have seen him a couple of times this season He looks as if he's on the way down uh, He's obviously had a brilliant career the boy But uh, you just maybe see Patterson getting that start you know. And when you look at the performances internationally That Patterson's produced Then obviously Goodison you know, And it's interesting because he's obviously Getting into an environment that It's not as if Everton are absolutely flying So mm. you're getting into a team lacking in confidence So He's going in there full of confidence. He's just to get a golden move, uh, you know, going to the Premiership as a young boy, uh, and it's a great opportunity because he hasn't let himself down at any point when he's actually played for Rangers, Gordon, or Scotland for that matter. So he's going in full of belief. That'll be a challenge for him because up here he's only really been on the front foot. Although I know he's played for Scotland, to be fair, yep. and I know he has had some experience of of European football, but but generally. You know, Rangers don't defend as much as as, as Everton might do. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, no, listen, no, one thing it will be, Gordon, it'll be definitely tested more uh, defensively down there because you look at the rare talent that's floating about that English Premiership, you know, the finances are just a different stratosphere for a week to week basis. And I'm not trying to be de- derisory de- de- towards uh, the Scottish Premiership. However, you're up against top, top internationals week in, week out. Hugh, with the Scotland hat on, can this be, you know, beneficial? We. Obsess over moves away for Dembele and Edward and Morelos has been speculated about for goodness knows how many transfer windows. Um, but is this one that can benefit the national team as well? Well, I'd imagine that Steve Clark is purring at the thought of Patterson going into the English Premier League because I think that's where Steve Clark likes to think that he can get the very best. You know, with all respect to our Scottish Premiership, I'm sure that Steve Clark values the English Premier League far higher. The only concern I would have for Nathan Patterson in the short term, I looked at Everton yesterday and it's another defeat at home. I think with five defeats at home this season. Benitez wasn't wanted by the Everton supporters in the first place because he formerly managed Liverpool. And the results have not been great and they go down that league a fair bit now. Uh, so I'm sure Nathan Patterson could come in and, and help redress the balance. 
I'm just not sure that Benitez will see the season out there. Yeah, but the, uh, clubs of that size, Alex, yeah. I'm not saying it wasn't a Benitez signing in the sense that he, I'm not saying he knew nothing about it, but it, it probably wasn't really. You know, he's probably been identified by, you know, above and, and as part of a, a bigger picture at the club. On one hand, it's a big fee. Like, it's a big fee to us. It's sort of pocket change down there. Can we read anything into the size of the fee in terms of being indicative about his chances of going in and, and playing straight away or... No, for me it's just about what he does when he gets there, Gordon Because, listen, he's just a young boy He's obviously a Scottish international And uh, as I said earlier on It's down to him to actually impress on Benitez What he's actually going to do Hugh's touching upon it It has been a poor uh, season for Everton so far But they're eight points about above the drop So I don't quite see them getting dragged into a relegation dogfight I think they've got enough players Enough quality to stay within the division But the money in which they've spent over the last couple of years Gordon, you're talking about absolutely fortunes Millions upon millions Invested in this team Until uh, last year And then they didn't get to spend any Or hardly any Yeah so well they didn't spend over 100 and odd million In, in one window that, yeah, So yeah. you know it's, it's it's a ridiculous amount of money uh, In anyone's term But they haven't really delivered They are a top half English Premiership team So they are underachieving But that shouldn't uh, alter the way Nathan Parsons feeling If, he, if he's getting suit, uh, courted by a, a suitor down south So for me it's a case of Listen take the opportunity While it arises gone Because it's a big big club as well The Rangers need Another right back I mean I don't, I'm not saying You go and spend Half of the fee Or, or even anywhere near it But As far yeah. as I can tell I mean, You know James yeah. Tavenier Would be the only one In the building And yes he plays all the time But Injuries yeah. happen And he played a lot of games uh, Was it September, October, November time last year When Tavernier uh, got an injury Then Patterson came in and played on a regular basis He played at the start of this season So most certainly they'll need to get another right back Now for me if you want to go and chase a title Over the second part of the season Obviously Balligan came in uh, against Celtic And did very well But if you're looking for that type of player To bomb forward Get good deliveries into the box I don't think uh, Balligan's that man so I'm sure he'll be looking to try and get an, a, a replacement. And it's not just a replacement that's going to sit in the sidelines and go, I'm happy to be playing second fiddle to James Tavernier. You need to be pushing the, the boundaries. And I think that's one of the reasons why uh, uh, Tavernier's played so well, Gordon, because he knows he's looking over his shoulder that young parts has potential. OK, 0141-951-1025. Now is the perfect time to call. With whatever is on your mind, you could be up next. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here for the first time in the new year, so pick up that phone and let them know what is on your mind. 0141-951-1025. Whether it is Nathan Patterson, like many of the callers before you, Celtic fans very keen to hear from you. On the three Japanese signings This is the first time we've been back on Since that news was broken So pick up the phone Let us know what you make of them And there's always interesting rumours Everywhere you turn at this time of the year So whatever one tickles your fancy Please share it with the panel You can also get us on Twitter Uh, We prefer to speak to you on the phone obviously But Ryan says On Nathan Patterson He's worth every penny Of a 16 million No limits for where he can go Good for Scotland That he gets regular football at his age Tavernier's stats are crazy For a right back And Lennox says A bit gutted to see him go I think he's got massive potential But what's been said about the finances It looks like a good long term investment Hopefully the manager can invest in the squad And identify some players he would like to bring in Let's go back to the phones And get the view of Ian Who is in Kilpatrick Ian, take it away 
Hi there. Well, oh. just listening to what you were saying, um, mm-hmm. I didn't actually realise is it sixteen million that he's going for. Well, I, I think the that's the the reported figure that it could rise to in the end. Ian, now these deals are always structured in, in different ways, and people become very obsessed and and you know pointing out, oh, it's actually this up front or it's that up front, and it, right, the the reports seem to suggest Ian about you know can eleven twelve million fee, and then depending on the add-ons, but we don't, we don't know if, what those are. We don't know if Nathan Patterson ever. Fulfills them or, or whatever it may be But that's that's the way It seems to be at the moment No but My point was Do you not think that Rangers always kind of Because they're in the point Where they are financially They know that um, You know They need Kind of money To balance the books You know Do you not think If Nathan Patterson You know The, the age old thing If he was At a kind of Southampton or somewhere like that He'd probably Switching clubs for 25 million You know Is that always going to be A thing that Taking for the Scottish clubs You're never going to get Good value for money I mean I, I think that Generally has been a, a concern But is that really Still the same on, on this one A guy who started 15 games Yeah I know But there's The other end to Joe Is they're trying to Kind of keep the captain happy um, You know By giving him game time Had You know Tav not been the, the captain He might have slipped in For more games I would imagine Yeah I mean Hugh I think We We Skirted up by it earlier At various points Over the last few years If Ian had called and said You know Our clubs get shortchanged But we probably would have agreed it, I just feel like There was a little bit Of a consensus That, that this deal was Was not one of them No Tavernier's got absolutely Nothing to do with this Football is a business And Rangers When the deal is concluded With Everton will have conducted a terrific piece of business. As you say, Gordon, for someone who's had 15 first-team games, to get a deal that possibly rises to £16 million is stunning. And Rangers have not had a successful business model for the last decade. Now they can start to to plan ahead, that they can address the, the debt situation. It will allow Ross Wilson to bring players into the club, if you establish a proper player trading model, because Nathan Patterson need not be the one and only outgoing transfer. Maybe not in this January window, but maybe in the summertime others will go as well, because it makes sense for Rangers to conduct their business in this way while looking to Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and Ross Wilson and their knowledge of what is out there, whether it's in Holland or anywhere else, it makes sense for Rangers to get on board with what Celtic have been doing for ages and making big money from. Yeah, listen, I don't quite get the the impression that they're getting shortchanged with this one, Gordon. If it does rise to £16 million plus a percentage of a, a sell-on fee, I think it's a very good piece of business. And, uh, you know, as, as I keep saying, I, I think it's a little bit of a shame because I think there's real um, progress on this boy and I think he could really kick on to be something really special. Uh, and we just have to wait and see if the, it materialises. And uh, I think it was, it's, it's, I think it's a record now, isn't it? Is it not a record fee that Rangers would actually yeah. receive for a player? So to say that you know it's shortchanged for me, I, I think it's about right. The fee seems right uh, for a player that's actually can only play a certain amount of games. Mm. Yeah, when you apply that context to Ian, the, this is Rangers' record transfer fee received, and it's for a guy that can't get a game. You know, for, for the first team, and I know you had your theory about Tavernier, but. That that must at least point to somewhat of a some you know some part of it being a, a good bit of business. Nah, no, no, I, I do I do agree with you, but it just was kind of putting that point across that you know 
Um, just didn't see the same value. You know, it'd be great if there wasn't so much of a barrier because it's always kind of cherry picking the guys for the the Scottish clubs. You know, and it'd be great if they could just possibly kind of get more to uh, the value mm. there. Yeah, no, I, I think I think you're absolutely right, and hopefully, hopefully this is us heading in that way. You know, we've mentioned them, Tierney, yeah. Patterson. I always remember, um, was it John McGinn's first game? And I'm not, I'm actually turning your mic off, you. I'm not bringing you in on your favourite <laughs> subject on, here. Uh, um, the, the, I think it was his first game in the Premier League, right. um, and it was Van der Vaart. Remember him? He was yeah, doing, he was well. doing the, the punditry. And he turned to the other pundits And he was like what, they, they, I won't do his accent Don't yeah, get myself on. in trouble He said they, they got this guy for two million pounds Like you know Couldn't believe it Mind yeah, just completely blown um, That's when you're then asking You know That's that's another aspect of it Because we're not dealing with Celtic or Rangers here sure. You're talking about You know Hibs at the time So maybe Maybe we yeah. are heading in the, the yeah, right well, direction I'm going to give you another one the, the, the boy McKenna You know Was in all around about Six or seven million pound He obviously went for a lot less In the end yeah, up Villa bit, initially wasn't I think uh, They were looking about Six million pounds for him So there, there is numbers That are starting to Kind of look a little bit A little bit more Acceptable mm. to what, what they're actually getting But Listen The more fees we get here For me The higher fees the better Because it then comes back Into yeah. Scottish football But just to go back to Ian's point If he had been a Southampton player there would have been more money. That may very well be true, and for legitimate reasons. If he was a Southampton player, he'd already be in the English Premier League. He would have that background to enable Southampton to ask for more money. This deal is astonishing because although we all know how good a player Nathan Patterson is, he has nevertheless not had 20 starts for Rangers. And to get this kind of money at this stage of his development is r- remarkable. Uh, thank you to Ian and Kilpatrick. It was nice to speak to you, Ian. Uh, you are allowed to call in if you have another name. It just so happens we've got a few Ians on the go. This one's in Blantyre. Uh, how do you feel about this deal, Ian? Oh, it's, quite, it's a good. Is it sixteen thousand? He's sixteen million. He's getting. Well, I think that would be the, the the top end of it. Um, that's the, it's got the potential to rise to that by all accounts. Yeah. I just want to start by wishing you all a very happy new year. You, you, you and all the other presenters at Clyde One. Thank you. So that's. Did you have a good new year yourself, Gordon? It was not bad actually. Yeah, usual chaos when you've got a one-year-old. What about you, Ian? <laughs> How was it? I had a great new year. I was up at my brother's in Eastco Bride. So he's, he just moved to Eastco Bride in September, and they've got a new. September and they've got a new a new baby girl called ah, Isla. Lovely Brilliant. family time. That's what it's all about. Uh, are you on on a footballing side of it, Ian? Let's forget money for a second, and I'm, I'm not sure you, you can. Um, but if we pushed money to one side, is there a bit of disappointment that you don't get to see Nathan Patterson develop and, and play? You know, hundreds of games for Rangers. Yes, there is. I'm, I was very disappointed to hear that news. But uh, but on the other hand, it goes with my it goes with my best wishes. I like Nathan Patterson. He was a good player. Rangers, so that's yeah. I mean, I like the way you put, put it there. Um, it got me thinking a little bit. Alex, you said something we all we all know, you know how good Nathan Patterson is, and 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 we do, uh, we think we do, but we, we but we still have a very small sample. Uh, don't get me wrong; some of his performances make you think, yeah, yeah no, we, we know it doesn't matter how many games he's played. You can just tell. You can tell with athleticism. You can tell by the way he moves. You can tell by the quality of deliveries. He's set up crucial goals to get. The international team to a playoff and all the rest of it. 
And this isn't his fault But he still has started 15 games It is going to be fascinating to see How he develops Because players get injured And, and players have good moments And they have tough moments And psychologically they need to deal with different things He's had a mini one Where he had his Covid moment of madness And that was not a clever thing to do And he had to bounce back from that And he did But we've just not really seen the, the kind of you know the peaks and troughs of a of a career yet from from Nathan Patterson. Yeah, but you, you're you're absolutely right, Gordon. With the the ingredients going forward now, clearly you mentioned that he's got the good attributes where he, he can bomb forward defensively. He's very good as well, uh, and his end delivery uh, is good. But it can also get better, Gordon, because I think that's one of the reasons why Tavernier was uh, ahead of him because of the the assists. You know, uh, and again, you need game time for that. Uh, then you've got the international stage If Scotland could qualify Then he would probably be in amongst that So the value right away is going to increase Gordon oh, And because he's so young You're still learning your trade Now and I mean this with the greatest respect When he goes down south The players he's playing against Will most certainly be a, a, a higher challenge to him And then also he'll be playing with top internationals as well All being Everton are not doing great So the whole thing is geared up to him progressing uh, What we already believe that he will do uh, thank you Ian Hopefully you enjoy The rest of your Festive period Is it still classed As the festive Absolutely. period I don't know Maybe at the end of tonight It's not Ian Thank you It was nice to speak to you That was Ian On the line 01419511025 Bear that number in mind Because you're going to need it For this and My computer screen's not working Alex Honestly right, okay. it's, still, it's still on it From the new year period Here we go Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. I see all you New Year, New Me types on social media. What a way to kick off a new year by being the first contestant on Beat the Pundit. It does not get any more prestigious than that. You can tell everyone for the rest of your days you were the first winner. Of Beat the Pundit in 2022 I said that almost with a straight face 01419511025 is the number you need You need to dial it before 7 o'clock And you could be taking on Hugh Evans Or Alex Ray after these Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Evans are here It's 01419511025 If you're just joining us All the talk on the first hour About the Nathan Patterson to Everton deal If you're agreeing or disagreeing With what you've heard so far Pick up the phone And let us know Celtic fans This is an ideal time for you to join in Because we're going to get the inside track On these three new signings from Japan What do you make of it Getting the business done early How do you see them fitting into the team what do you make of the, the club's general uh, state of play at the moment uh, with regards to the transfer window? Pick up the phone, let us know, and we will speak to you after this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Okay, the first beat the pundit of the new year. We've taken a few days off. Let's see what 2022 has in store. Incidentally, uh, we rounded off 2021 by putting. Gordon DL and Mark Wilson through their paces uh, On the the big fat quiz of the year Or whatever it was we called it So why not go back on our Facebook page At Clyde One and check that out Because we streamed it live on Facebook as well And if you ever wanted to see truly uh, Why they're on the radio more than, than the TV You will find out uh, And it was a good bit of fun as well So you can check that out over there But let's play Beat the Pundit with Mickey In Hamilton How's it going Mickey? I uh, Not bad you feeling, com- feeling confident tonight? Have you ever played before? I have not It's normally playing the house But the first time I like it It's like some sort of Weird New Year's resolution 
Yep. Good, I like it. I like your style. I'm going to toss the coin, Mickey. If it's heads, it will be Hugh Keevans, who's playing from home, which will no doubt bring its own uh, technological difficulties. Hugh Keevans, is that safe to say? I've got my fingers crossed for <laughs> Alec Ray. <laughs> if it's tails, it will be Alex Ray. Ooh, that must work, Hugh Keevans. You must have crossed both sets because it is tails. So Alex Ray is going to face Mickey uh, from Hamilton. So let's give Alex some Clyde 2 to listen to. And that way he doesn't know what's going on in here, Mickey. I know you've never played before. You'll have heard it many times. Very simple. 30 seconds. Answer as many questions right as you can. And if you don't know, pass quickly and move on to the next one, all right? Okay, though. Top man, 30 seconds then. And your time starts now. What was the score in the first Old Firm game of 2021? one nothing Rangers. Daizen Maeda has joined Celtic on loan from which Japanese side? Yokohama Marinos Name any team outside of Scotland that Chris Boyd played for Versus Spar Who was the last Scottish player to play for Everton? Stephen Aismith Alex Gogic joined Hibs from which other Scottish team? Hamilton How many goals did Scotland score at Euro 2020? One Okay, okay, let's bring back uh, Alex Ray Alex, can you hear us? Yes that was loud. What were you listening to? I, it was warm. I could hear it blowing. Oh, it was brilliant, man. Uh, right, you ready? Yeah, go on. 30 seconds. Let's see how you are going to fare in the new year. Your time starts now. What was the score in the first Old Firm game of 2021? 1 0. Daizen Maeda has joined Celtic on loan from which Japanese side? Pass. Name any team outside of Scotland that Chris Boyd played for? No, it's Forrest. What was this? Who was the last Scottish player to play for Everton? Duncan Ferguson. Alex Gogic joined Hibs from which other Scottish team? Uh, Hamonakis. How many goals did Scotland score at Euro 2020? One. And who is the current top scorer in the Scottish Championship? Uh, Scottish Championship will be. I'm going to go for Mullen. Okay, okay. Mickey, what's the verdict? How did it feel? Uh, I don't know, maybe a draw. Bit of a mixed bag, I must say. Uh, right, the, the score in the first game of 2021 was 1 0 Rangers. You both got it. Callum McGregor own goal. Uh, Maida's joined from Yokohama Mickey knew it You did not So he ah. goes 2-1 in front However You equalised Because Middlesbrough Nottingham Forest Portland Timbers And Eskiskispor I've definitely pronounced that yes. wrong uh, But not Bursaspor So um, Alex pulls level The last Scot to play for Everton Was Stephen Naismith Naismith uh, And Mickey got that So oh, he goes yeah, back in yeah. front Alex Gogic joined from Hamilton You both got it Scotland scored once at Euro 2020 You both got it Which means Mickey stays one in front And Alex needs this last question To equalise Who is the top scorer In the Scottish Championship It is Michael McKenna Of Arbroath And that means Mickey Mickey, You have got 2022 off to a winning start For the listeners Well done to you sir Thanks very much Good man Sign ball is on his way Easy as that eh Toffee Absolutely easy. easy. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. That was Mickey in Hamilton showing us how it's done. I don't mind that getting the listeners off to a winning start in 2022. Did you enjoy listening on Hugh Evans? Glad it wasn't I you. I avoided him. I'm glad I avoided him. He was a good a good player, and uh, to have an Arbroath player top of the goal scoring charts in the championship is just another feather in the Dick Campbell's cap. So they're still three points ahead at the top. Many goals has he got Just out of curiosity um, I can't remember Off the top of my head However He 
there's a great story attached to Alex because I think he's been he, he was at our both you know from from League Two sort of thing and his clay, and now he's the top scorer in That's the championship. Incredible, yeah, well you have to give uh, Dick and uh, all the boys all the credit up there because they're obviously top of the league, uh, the only part time. Outfit as well in the division, tremendous. He's got twelve league goals. Uh, Hugh, be honest. Who had our broth as being the epicenter of Scottish sporting achievement in twenty twenty two down on their predictor? Because Alan Souter lit up the darts. He obviously went out in the end. He went back to the fire service. He was up there watching uh, our broth draw with Inverness yesterday. An unlikely place to be for sporting achievement. With no disrespect, of course, to the good people of our broth. Absolutely, and uh, you know, I read that Alan Souter was a big Arbroath fan. You know, he really does get behind his local team. More and more people must be feeling that way. I thought Dick, and I love Dick Campbell, and I love what he's done, and he's a, a true character of Scottish football. But after the draw with Inverness, he was a wee bit over the top when he said, "People think we're monkeys. We're no monkeys." You know, who said they were? You know, we, we've done nothing but praise them on this program from day one. But that, yeah, that, I, I sell psychological yeah, because the, the underdogs the, were off. You can tell what they don't want, Alex, is people overdoing it and and, and saying, bumming them up, and then they, they fail. Because our, our both they'll want to stay under the radar. They won't want to be promotion favourites behind the scenes. They will be maybe you know yeah. talking to each other and saying, right, okay, if we go up, is this in place? Is that in place? Um, but they want to stay under the radar, don't they? Yeah, without doubt. I think this uh, plays into the old uh, team spirit as well. They seem as if they've got a real good bunch of boys up there all fighting uh, for the cause. And if you throw into the mix that you're the underdogs and you get into the game, it just kind of fires up that kind of belief system that you have. Right, Celtic fans, what have you made of these signings so far? Three very early on in the window. Uh, forward dies in Maeda, uh, joining from, as you just heard, Yokohama Marinos. Um, midfielder Yusuke Idiguchi Signs from Gamba Osaka And utility man Ryo Hatati Makes the move From Kawasaki Frontal as well uh, So what have you made of it? What have you made of that? How do you see them fitting into the team? How pleasing was it to get the business done early? I take it you trust Ange Postacoglu's knowledge of Japan uh, After Kyogo Furuhashi's introduction um, But whatever your thoughts are now Is a good time uh, to share it and just to get you in the mood or to provide a bit more context we've been speaking to editor of J Soccer magazine Alan Gibson and he's going to give you an insight into what type of players these new recruits are when a player goes overseas the Japanese fans most definitely follow that player and um, the uh, the orders for Hatate and Maeda and Idiguchi shirts will already be uh, hitting the roof, of course, but that's not why they were signed, of course. Uh, Ange Postacoglu knows exactly what he's gone for there, and he's taken a uh, a hard man in the defensive midfield section in Idiguchi. He's taken a utility uh, player who can play left-back, left-wing, uh, even central forward if necessary. Um, Rio Hatate is uh, very versatile and can cover a lot of positions. And Dyson Mader is uh, an excellent forward. He can be a bull in a china shop, or he can take the ball with his back to the goal, turn, beat a player and finish. So you've got three excellent players there, and uh, Japan knows it, and they will be following Celtic uh, with uh, new verve coming this new year. What did you make of that news, Hugh? We, we sort of knew it was coming, we saw it coming, um, but now that it's confirmed, what was your, your take on it? Well, the first thing I would say is that if... Kyogo Furuhashi is indicative of Ange Postacoglu's eye for a player, then the Celtic fans can feel pretty excited about Idiguchi, Maeda uh, and Hatati. Um, because if they're 
anything like as good as Furuhashi, then there'll be terrific signings for Celtic. I think that the, that the fans are entitled to feel excited by it all. Uh, it's a question of how quickly they can adapt. Uh, Furuhashi hit the ground running. He was the definition of how to hit the ground running. Uh, so if the other three can do the same exciting times, the only downside, and Rangers have found this out as well with the Nigerian uh, trio that they have, when it comes to international football, they go away frequently and they go long distances. And if you have four top Japanese players who are all required to play for the national team, that can be a bit of a problem. However, in the immediate term, if Postacoglu's vision of a player is Furuhashi, then the other three should cause excitement among the Celtic supporters. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm, I'm excited to see what they're actually going to bring to the table. You know, you listen to the comments uh, just made there. You know, you've got Hitati, utility. I was fascinated. Left back, left midfield, striker. So I'm fascinated to see what he can bring to it. Maeda obviously looks as if he's got a wee bit of strength, a bit of power, a bit of pace. And then you've got Gucci in the middle of the park. Um, you know, I've, I spoke to my friend too, who was monitoring him at Leeds. So he's a very talented player as well. So they all bring something different to the table, Gordon. And it's how quickly they can settle into the, the squad of players that Celtic currently have. I suppose, Hugh, the obvious comparison is Kyogo. You know, and you mentioned it there. If they're as good as him, then you know Celtic are on to winner. But I suppose, even if they're not, well, let's prepare ourselves that they might even be. Because he, he's he's set the bar pretty high, but the the range post the Coglu's players aren't they? They're his type of player. You imagine they're going to fit into what he wants to do, and perhaps most importantly of all, they are the numbers. They're they're going to provide a a deeper, stronger squad than what Celtic have at the moment. Maybe Japan is just lucky for Celtic. Shunsuke Nakamura, Kyogo Furuhashi, and now another three. Uh, Nakamura would be oh, the modern day fans top 5 choice of the best Celtic players he's ever seen uh, Kyogo is already being compared to Henrik Larsson although it's wildly premature given the length of time that Henrik was there and the number of goals that Henrik Larsson scored but they're entitled to be excited in terms of this season Gordon this season alone the the only problem for them is that Celtic play Rangers on the 2nd of February, we assume. And that game could go a long way to determining who wins the league this season. Therefore, if any or all four of the Japanese players are involved in that match, they have to understand the significance of the game and what it could mean in the short term for Celtic and them. Yeah, I suppose we'll. Well, I don't suppose I'm certain we'll get to that in the coming weeks. Uh, we're reflecting on the the news of the signings on the phones tonight. Robbie uh, is a Celtic fan on the line. What What did you make of it, Robbie? Those three players being confirmed early on in the window. Good evening, guys. Hello, Robbie. Um, Gordon, I think I'm quite happy that the three players have came in, and they're all like different types of players. I'm of the opinion that I'm just going to I'm not going to get overly excited because I'm going to have to wait and see what they do sure. but uh, I'm the type of guy it doesn't matter where, how much a player costs or what club he came from uh, I'll, I'll always uh, give a, a, a player uh, you know time just to see how they do rather than jumping on the 
jumping in too quick by saying, you know, it's a great signing or it's a poor signing. The one that really sticks out to me, Gary Hooper, when he came for Scunthorpe, Scunthorpe, and uh, mm-hmm. was signed for two million. Nobody had heard him. This guy for Scunthorpe, Hooper, who's he? Kind of? And they came in and done, done absolutely brilliant for Celtic. So I'm quite open minded uh, the profile uh, a player if it's quite low or if it's quite high. It doesn't, I mean, there's a lot of guys coming into Scottish football, uh, you know, we really, really. Uh, expectations and they'll fail somewhat so I, I'm, I'm quite open-minded about it just giving the guys a, a try but uh, regarding Japanese players I've noticed uh, with the national team um, I've looked at the Japanese uh, games over the last well more or less this year the qualifiers and that and that mm-hmm. our Kyogo um, actually doesn't get a lot of games he actually comes on as sub yeah. and is so it just shows you that if he if he's been playing over in Japan and been one of the best players in the league and he's only coming on as a sub for the national team then the quality player over there must be quite high because we know how good Koyogo is like you know I mean Alex seen him you've seen him you've seen him I've seen him all the listeners have seen him so we know how good he is so I mean if he's coming on as a sub for Japan and the quality this guy Hatate he seems to be the one that's all the people have got high expectations for um, I'm just wondering uh, I'm going to ask Alec and Q Let, Let's put some of that to the panel first Robbie And you're more than welcome to, to come back in Because I think you covered some some good ground I wonder about the the need for Ange Postacoglu to, to get his own players in to, to fit his system Alex Robbie's bang on Look, At the moment it's all yeah. on paper These guys might be brilliant They might flop Let's be honest None of us know But at least he has signed them with a view to them coming in and doing the specific job that he wants Whether it's good or bad and we've debated it all season He does have a specific way of playing And it's been noted at the moment That if Kyogo drops out of that attack None of none of the remaining attackers can do that job off the ball Can can they press, can they work, can sure. they move So you know, does, does Maeda do that? Does he play in addition to Kyogo? If you're t- talking about uh, Hatate being a, a utility man But does feature at left back Does does that allow You know because Greg Taylor's been injured And and uh, Juranovic has had to play on that side So You get an impression that This yeah. Whether they are good or not Which which we won't be able to tell At the very least At the very Outset That, that they should fit what Ange Postacoglu wants to do Yeah for, for me these players would have been identified With the current squad in mind Gordon So you've mentioned uh, Hatate at left back Potentially he could go in for Taylor If, if he wasn't there you, And you look at uh, Idiguchi in the middle of the park He could complement uh, Callum McGregor uh, The boy McCaffrey Hasn't quite cut it as, as as yet so far So he could quite easily Go in there Alongside Beaton So that complements that area You mention it Then this is interesting One does he play up front With um, You know Maeda does he play up front With Kyogo Does he change his system Gordon Because I've seen it said come off the sides? Maeda can, can come off the left But with everyone fit He's going to have a job to yeah, because Jota, Jota from, from that area. But yeah, but what it does, Gordon, it gives you strength and depth, and I think that's one of the things that Celtic's been lacking throughout the course of the the opening part of this season from the the fifty percent we've seen so far. So for me, it's just a bit complement what they already have. It's up to these guys to showcase what they're doing. It's important to fit into that system as well, so that you hit the ground running. We often hear that phrase, "hit the ground running." Uh, and you'll be wanting these guys to be up to speed as quickly mm-hmm. as possible. They've now got. I think there's only two arrived in the country so far. So they'll be wanting to get these guys in, bedded in. He's always on record as saying he wanted the time to work with the squad over the couple of weeks as well, physically as well as tactically. So it's a big couple of weeks for for everyone bringing players in. Yeah, because Hugh 
There are no guarantees To sign four players from Japan And see that they all Are absolutely brilliant That would be An incredible return Transfers just don't tend to give you A 100% um, Success rate But even Even at that Ange Postacoglu earned this Didn't he? He earned When he identified Kyogo And he Hit the ground the way he did That gives you the right To go to the board And say oh by the way tr- you know, Trust me on this Look what I, look what I produced With the last guy well, the supporters have a saying, don't they? In Ange, we trust. Well, the board obviously feel that way as well. Uh, he said an interesting thing a few weeks ago, Ange Postacoglu, that Japanese players tend to travel well. Look wherever they have gone, look at the calibre of the teams they have gone to, and look how successful they have been. So the Japanese travel well in this game, and it's intriguing the way this has been structured. They're all in. Alex Wright, two are here uh, Hatate will follow very very quickly the game against Hibs is on the 17th of January that's a fortnight from today so I think it's been very interesting that he's made sure that he got these guys in before all else that's because he clearly believes they can do something for him and Celtic straight away what else is on your mind Robbie? Um, I'd just like to uh, say, say uh, Hugh came on uh, the radio, he uh, was talking on Clyde uh, before, I can't mind, maybe about a week ago, saying that Rangers will go unbeaten for the rest of the season. Well, I've got to say that if I, if I was a Celtic fan uh, and I, I was like, making the same call, I don't think I could do that. I think that's a brave one by Hugh because I wouldn't be confident if Celtic going unbeaten for the rest of the season if they were sort of in the same sort of forum, the same sort of like wins, losses and draws this season. It's not having a go at Hugh at all. I'm actually kind of praising him, you know, for putting his, his neck on the line because at the end of the day, he's, he's a journalist who puts his neck on the line and rolls the dice and gambles. But uh, if it was me, I wouldn't be making that call about Celtic. So uh, fair play to Hugh for making that call. Hugh, when you say these things or make predictions, people will, um, you know, will react but you've got a fairly simple justification for it whether it turns out or not I'm guessing you're basing this on how many games Rangers have lost in the last season and a half Correct Um, but I'll confine myself to this season Gordon and say my rationale Robbie was in the first half of the season Rangers lost one game Rangers in the second half of the season will be have started to be and will be a better team than they were in the first half of the season because I believe that the the Van Bronckhurst version of Rangers is better than the Gerrard version of Rangers in the first half of the season and that's why I think they will not win every game between now and the end of the season but to my way of thinking they will not lose any of them and if they lose three before the end of February you're more than welcome to phone in and, and give Hugh your kindest regard so 1419511025 thank you Robbie good time to call you could be up next taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here it's 01419511025 and it's at Clyde SSB on Twitter Alex Ray You know he's, he's a He's a bundle of energy At the best of times Hugh But Wolves Are about to beat Man United 1-0 Man United have a free kick In the 96th minute And it's a wonderful save From the Wolves goalkeeper Which means 
That whistle will go And I think it has Alex yes. Ray You're happy with that Aren't you Former yeah, absolutely. Wolves player Yeah absolutely Three points at the Theatre of Dreams Lovely 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 You can just imagine Bad him Hugh result. He's kicking every ball well, Good luck to him It was the same when Brighton Beat Everton yesterday Uh it's a you know when we talk about Nathan Patterson going to Everton and people talk about the money, uh, and I've said it unbelievable deal. You look at the money that Man U have spent on one or two players like Harry Maguire, way way <laughs> over what they're worth. Phil Jones hadn't played for two years. Alex, right? I saw that. Yeah, saw that. Yeah, for him. Big Ronaldo's traipsing off the pitch. Oh, the best Ronnie boy. <laughs> He's delighted honestly He is delighted And then Forget that The darts is about to start And I'm, I'm I'm not really torn We should obviously back Peter Wright But then we've got Michael Smith Who We realised is a bit of an Alan Burroughs lookalike Hugh Keevan So we don't know if there's a The Scottish football tie in there Are you happy with that That lookalike Alex? I think it was Gordon <laughs> DL Don't brilliant. blame me Spit an image I just wonder if the Dazzler Would suit the Peter Wright uh, Kind of look You know the Mohican With the wee tattoo at the side I think you could do well with that look. You could start a cash for kids GoFundMe effort to get him to adapt that in the new year. Well, he's going for that little tin tin look at the front, so if you yeah. just do it right through the middle, he might go on to brief number four. Uh, that is true. Uh, 01419511025 on the phones or at Clyde SSB uh, on Twitter. Uh, I've lost my full time teaser question for you. I'll get you a question uh, in the not too distant future. Um, just to, to sort of carry on the, the discussion from before the break And Celtic fans keep your thoughts coming uh, on, on the Japanese signings What you, you made of the news How encouraging it is to get the business done early How you see them fitting into the team I think that's the important thing The beauty of modern technology I know you've all been reading blogs Or listening to guys like Alan Gibson That we had on there And looking at YouTube and all the rest of it To find out what type of players they are So how do you see them uh, fitting into the team No signing comes without risk Hugh Keevans um, But I wonder about the, the finances here It is a fairly Modest output From, from Celtic yeah. D- Does that Lessen the risk at all? Uh, no uh, Because the fans are watching The fans want instant success But I always felt that In this particular transfer window Because of what's going on in the country Rangers would have to be A financial freak of nature Not to sell a player when there's so much uncertainty about when people come back into our grounds. And Celtic Celtic have Cameron Carter Vickers. The fans want him bought in a permanent deal. Anything from six million upwards, we're led to believe. They want Yota bought on a permanent deal. Six point five million pounds required for him. So there's twelve and a half million pounds that Celtic might have to find at a time when we don't know when Celtic Park will be full again. Uh, so I think the Japanese ones represent sound investment in that they don't cost a packet, but at the same time, the fans have to trust in Ange Postacoglu because he can always say, look at Kyogo, I know the market, there are good players there. Yeah, of course, look, fan pressure expectation, Alex, but to put it quite simply, if you sign three Japanese players and the total comes to £20 million and they flop, that is a lot tougher to take. Uh, than, than when it's a, a, a modest uh, fee Particularly the, you know in, in the modern market Celtic have spent yeah. 5 million on Barkas And 7 on Julian And 4 or 5 on Starfelt and, and, and so on So if you're getting 3 players who At the moment the fans seem to be excited about The manager clearly really wants them He's identified them And you're getting them all 
for a couple of million pounds, a few million pounds, it it seems like a, a sensible risk. Yeah, absolutely, Gordon, because you can always sell them back if it doesn't quite work. Uh, you can send them back home to Japan. And as you say there, uh, on the back of the Jota, I think most Celtic fans would admit that they want that deal done sooner rather than later. And the interesting thing as well, the Benfica manager gets sacked uh, in the last uh, few days as well. So uh, the assistant uh, as the reserve manager's taken over and you know he had an option to recall Jota having worked with him at the reserve level and he doesn't look as if he's going to take that up so that bodes well for Celtic to sign this guy in a permanent deal and then they're still in the discussions with Carter Vickers so over the course of this whole season if they can get the two deals done Carter Vickers and Jota plus the, the, the three Japanese players plus the transfer window in the summer mm. he's had a real real serious backing all being that he had, you know, he had a, a big rebuilding job to do yeah I mean I think reports in Portugal suggest the wheels might be in motion on that you hear bits and pieces on Carter Vickers at this stage your gut feeling on the, the 3rd of January Hugh do both of them become permanent Celtic players does that wait for a later date how do you see it playing out I think in in the case of Jota if Celtic don't get him on a permanent deal, the fans will be profoundly unhappy uh, and will think of it as a John McGinn-sized boob. Oh, come on. Uh, this is your New Year's resolution, not to mention that. No, no, no. And in the case of Carter Vickers, uh, I think he's been solid, solid as a rock uh, at the back for Celtic, unlike Starfelt, who's blowing hot and cold so I think the fans would like to see Carter Vickers stay uh, he's not the tallest for a central defender but he makes the most of what he's got so I, I, I have certain sympathy for Celtic because at a time of financial uncertainty fans expect £12 million to be shelled out on these two players but at the same time I think if they get neither the fans would not welcome that Okay, 01419511025 Let me give you your first full-time teaser of the new year Let's see if you're any better at them than you were in the previous year And by the way, if you want to hear your question used on the show The address you need is fulltime at clyde1.com That's fulltime at clyde1.com Callum in the West End has sent this one in Very simple question tonight Even Gordon DL, if he's listening, will understand this one straight off the bat 11 players who have got more than five top flight goals in Scotland this season. What? So let's see what you know uh, about the campaign so far. 11 players who have got more than five league goals this season so far in the top flight. What? Oh, I thought you just wanted me to repeat the what? question. What? Uh, Tony Watt, yes, well Kyogo. done. Uh, Kyogo, yes. Morelos. And Morelos also, yes, he's got eight, as does Kyogo. Uh, and Tony Watt has nine. Say that again. Martin Boyle Yes Martin Boyle's got seven So we will leave it there then You're making easy work of this so far You've got four of the eleven We'll see if we can get the remainder Between now and the end of the show And a quick reminder Full time at Clyde1.com To send your question in Just like Callum In the West End is done tonight We've got Ross standing by uh, Let's hear a bit more from the editor of J Soccer magazine Alan Gibson Who's been giving us the inside track On Celtic's new Japanese signings He says the impact uh, you know, could have massive impact in, in their home country and uh, maybe lead to a wave of new supporters for the club? Um, it's been quite uh, common knowledge over here and I think uh, all over the world, to be honest. I'm sure you all knew that uh, Yosuke Ideguchi, Ryo Hatate and Daisen Maeda were on the way. 
So we've seen uh, Gamba, Osaka, Yokohama, F. Marinos and Kawasaki Frontale all wish their player well in Celtic. And you can rest assured that there will be plenty of fans of all three of those teams and of the national team and Japanese football fans in general will be flocking to see Celtic uh, on the TV at the moment, sadly. But um, as you'll know from the Shinsuke Nakamura days, uh, once the uh, the COVID problems and the restrictions on travel are out of the way, you can expect uh, busloads of Japanese tourists to be descending upon uh, upon the ground and the training ground and uh, a souvenir shop uh, as, as soon as it's possible. To make us all feel a bit older, Hugh, even in Nakam- since Nakamura's time here, things have changed. It seems like very recently, but you know, technology's moved on massively. Uh, we know that there are certain restrictions in place at the moment, but but in general, um, you know, you can stay in touch with things at the other side of the world a little bit easier than you could then. But that that was a crazy time, wasn't it? So many Japanese journalists actually came specifically for him, just followed him about everywhere. I know you'll have um, very vivid memories of that. Yeah, there was one lady who came over as part of the Japanese contingent and she didn't go back again. She just stayed here. Uh, so it it was made a more pleasant time for the Japanese press corps and for the Celtic supporters and for the Japanese supporters who did get the chance to go to Celtic Park. It was made all the more pleasant by the fact that Nakamura was an absolutely terrific player. I mean, you can remember the magnificent goal he scored against Manchester United from a free kick uh, one outstanding goal against Rangers at Celtic Park and so on and so forth Nakamura was just a genius uh, so uh, Celtic and Japan seemed to have a favourable relationship uh, Let's bring in Ross who is a Celtic fan on the line, what have you made of the, the business so far Ross? Um, well, happy new year, Alec Hugh, and not always all well. Thank you, same to you. Um, I think, obviously, the business we've done is good, um, like the guy who was on before me. Um, I'm not going to get overexcited, because I've never really seen these three people. Um, but I feel like Celtic are missing a trick. Um, we've got a guy playing for Hibs now, uh, Martin Boyle. I think he would do a job for Celtic. And I think, I'm surprised why Celtic haven't went to Hibs and offered money. Interesting one. Uh, I've seen. You know, I think with social media, you almost see every rumor, Alex. There's yeah. barely one that, that doesn't exist. And yeah. I, I have seen that made. Would, would that be something that's likely? Or I think it was linked uh, a couple of years ago when Neil Lennon was a gaffer. Uh, when I look at the right hand side, Gordon, I look at Abada and how well he's done. I think he's into double figures already. Uh, I look at James Forrest, uh, still to come back into the mix as well. And you can also alternate Jota from the left to the right, depending on personnel. So, um, but to add another body in there, I think he'd probably just be a bench filler at best for them, and I think he'd be an impact player. But I think Celtic will be looking to try and uh, do better than, than than him. He has got two and a half years left on his Hibs contract, Ross. I don't know if he would come particularly cheap, or Hibs would try and um, get a good deal out of it. How do you see him fitting in then? Alex has his. Doubts his concerns with regards to Bada and, and Forrest. Do you see him as being on a par with them, better than either of them? How would he fit in? Yeah, you know, I, I get obviously what Alex saying, and I take that on board. But um, I just feel like he's doing a job at Hibs, and I don't see why not. Um, I think Celtic could maybe potentially look at giving Hibs money, as well as perhaps Mikey Johnson. Don't know if that's an option. Um, but I think obviously with Abada, he's still young. Forrest is. Obviously, at the moment he's in and out of the squad, 
and Jota obviously injured. So I just feel like with the three Japanese boys coming in, it would not be better maybe trying somebody that knows the league and somebody that can give us that kind of stability that we know that what he's capable. Yeah, I mean, Hugh, Celtic will do. Uh, looks sorry like like Celtic could do business with Hibs But more likely for Ewan Henderson at the moment uh, Heading to Easter Road That's a potential one to look out for What do you make of Ross's suggestion? Given that Martin Boyle plays his international football for Australia And given that Ange Postacoglu is a former manager of the national team there uh, I think you'll know pretty much all there is to know about Martin Boyle It's only the 3rd of January we still have another 28 days of the window to go. For all we know, Martin Boyle is on Postacoglu's radar. Uh, but I would have thought that something would have been started by this time. Just to address Ross's other point about players who know the league, I just don't think that's necessary. Kyogo shows it's not necessary. Joe Aribo shows it's not necessary. Haji, Kamara, Morelos. Kamara was here, remember. Oh, oh, Kamara was here, I beg your pardon I take him off the list But it's not, for me it's not Pivotal that you know the league Because there's plenty of evidence Of people who didn't know the league uh, And Celtic have got Plenty of them as well, you know I mean, Dembele and Edward Didn't know the league Frimpong didn't know the league And, and neither did Ayer before he got here uh, So that for me Is not essential it's an interesting logic that Alex Because I think it can bring you some sort of comfort And there will there will be players who've been signed from within the league And work brilliantly well Glenn Kamara is a good example at Rangers David Turnbull at Motherwell Like, you know, yeah. like a duck to water with yeah. the, 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 the step up And then you get other ones who without being unfair to them You know maybe Johnny Hayes Who, who, who would have been in the sort of Martin Boyle mould you know, in, in terms of being a a good attacking threat at a big club outside of Glasgow, and then you know couldn't really quite translate that to uh, to playing for Celtic. So it would, be, it would be interesting, but there's no doubt that on his days, and, 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 he, and he has a lot of days, he's an extremely dangerous player, isn't he? Gordon, I don't think you can actually write it off. I just don't. I think Celtic can do better than Martin Boyle. You know, he could come in, he would bring pace to the wider area. They would have more. Of the, he would have more of the ball. There would probably be more opportunity. So there's a good possibility they could go on and score. I just think with James Forrest. And then obviously they'll be trying to get him up to speed And I take uh, the caller's point on board With that Ross's point there You want him up to speed sooner or later And I just think a badder I just think he would be third choice uh, Once these two guys are fit And listen, I don't think you would want to have too many bodies sitting Doing nothing on a week to week basis Yeah I mean Ross what about the other ones Carter Vickers, Jota They would be clearly targets that, that Celtic would be looking to address or Celtic fans would be looking to see if any progress is made in January how do you feel about those two? Um, yeah Gordon I'm also excited I'm excited of obviously of what they can bring so for me Carter Vickers Jota um, and um, who's the one? Sorry Carter Vickers Jota well, They would be the two that No I think well, they're the ones that are in, in similar um, position in terms of loan deals that that might be looked to to made permanent. So you think that you know you fancy both of them to become permanent signings? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's a must that Jota signed and Carter Vickers. I think they two are a must in January, and if they can get the two tied down, then I'm excited for that. Ross, thank you very much. It was nice to speak to you. Oh one four one nine five one. 
102.5 On tonight's teaser 11 players who've got more than 5 league goals In the top flight so far You've got Tony Watt Kyogo Furuhashi Alfredo Morelos And that man Martin Boyle Any more? Boys David Turnbull David Turnbull has 5 Which is not more than 5 So no uh, Boyce has got 7 Well done to you Alex Ray I've got another one for you Ramirez Christian Ramirez He's on <clears throat> Eight. Well done I'll take another guess from you Hugh Jota Jota Has only got five as well wow. You've hit the post again So you've got six of the eleven We'll get the rest next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard just like that We're on the home straight On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, First one back In the new year Feels like we've never been away Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Are trying That being the key word To come out With the answers To this question tonight Sent in by Callum In the West End And the address you need To do the same thing Is full time At Clyde1.com He wants you to name The 11 players With more than 5 Top flight goals In Scotland This season You have Six of them already Tony Watt Kyogo Furuhashi Alfredo Morelos Martin Boyle uh, Liam Boyce And Christian Ramirez Did you get anything else In the man cave During the break Hugh? Tavernier James Tavernier, Tavernier Is not on the list Alex Ray Van Veen The budget bear camp Yes He's on it He's got seven It's in there I'm well going done. to throw another one in uh-huh. Right out of left field Ferguson Aberdeen Lewis Ferguson's only on four I'm afraid <sighs> One more guess from you Hugh um, Abada Yes well done You've returned uh, To winning ways Abada's got six So that's three six. You've got Eight So you've only got three to get We'll get them before okay. uh, The end of the show Lots been said tonight About Nathan Patterson um, And that Potential Imminent move To Rangers Now pretty much All the Rangers fans I think we've had on Has Have been of the view That it's just a good Bit of business And it's, it's a bit of a no brainer And you have to You have to go with it Walter is a Rangers fan on the line, do you go along with that, Walter, or have you got a different take on it? Well, to be perfectly honest, I think he's an asset to the club, and he, I would rather try and keep players like that at Rangers at the moment. Um, I know it's a good bit of business, as people said, to bring in the, 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 the top dollar and maybe invest in other players, but I, I firmly believe that that boy could be a cracker um, in the future. Um, and I would rather he stayed at Rangers uh, To be honest uh, But that's just I don't know how the panel feel about that But, but that's I would rather he was there You know I think he's a better player than Tavernier To be honest But that's It's my opinion I would rather Rangers try to hold on to players like that why, why do you think Giovanni Van Bronckhurst And Steven Gerrard Don't agree And have shown no signs of putting him ahead of James Tavernier then? I think he's got because he's been given the captain's armband. Um, to be perfectly honest, I mean, I've got a season ticket and have had for many years, and I think the boy Parson would would be somebody I would like to keep at Rangers, possibly a future captain. I mean, Stevie Clark, uh, sorry, uh, I, the Scotland manager sees some in him. You know, I, I would just like to know how the panel feel about that. I understand where. The, the daft money coming in from would be an asset to Rangers. But I just like to see Scottish boys getting a chance and staying with the Rangers. That's that's my yeah. opinion. No, listen, and it's valid, uh, Alex. 
Listen, I understand the, the point where he feels as if Patterson can go on and, and, and be a real asset. Um, they've actually managed to get some really good numbers for, for this boy if this deal goes through, Gordon. And uh, I don't quite subscribe to the one that James Tavernier is. Uh, what did he get? Something like incredible. His last year's numbers were just incredible. And uh, was it 19 goals and some ridiculous assists? This season, he's your top assist so far with 10 at the, the halfway stage. Four goals as well for Tavernier. His numbers are incredible. So it's not really anything to do with um, with, with having the armband. For me, uh, For me, he delivers more on a regular basis. And that's the reason why these two managers have chosen uh, Tavernier over Patterson. That's not to say that Patterson can't go to a higher level because he, he has all the kind of attributes to really kick on. Hugh? Patterson is the equivalent of striking oil. This is someone with 15 starts who is now, we understand, about to go for a fee that could rise to £16 million. It's an incredible piece of good fortune, an incredible piece of good work in unearthing a player like that, nurturing him well, watching him get into the Scotland team while only having played 15 games for Rangers. I mean, Walter describes him as an asset precisely. That's what he is. He's a business asset. And in the next 24, 48 hours, he is going to make Rangers an awful lot of money. Walter also thinks he's better than James Tavernier. Well, I think that's irrelevant to the argument. The The, uh, the argument here is that James Tavernier, with all respect to him could not fetch that kind of money on the transfer market now. It would be impossible. But Patterson can and will, and that's why whether he's better than Tavernier or not is irrelevant to the argument. Football's a business. Rangers' business has struggled in the last decade, and now they have the beginnings of a proper player trading model for proper money and they're doing the right thing by selling him I'm actually glad you made that point Alex because it may be maybe maybe this is the year where we stop randomly comparing players transfer fees as if it's some sort of you know accurate comparison because Hugh's bang on and I don't say that lightly you will not get 16 million for James Tavernier you won't get near it probably because he's 30 years of age Nathan Patterson's 20 I think he was in a long term Was it a four year right, yeah. contract um, But you still see this stuff On social media Saying Oh well if This player is worth this Then that player must yeah. be worth You know It doesn't quite work that way Gordon You've you, got to take the individual circumstances Without doubt You're obviously getting a younger player as well In uh, Patterson You have a guy who's on a longer contract You know Players that are coming into the last 18 months or so The value kind of dips We've seen that with Edward uh, At Celtic uh, they, they, they decided to keep him For an extra year For me It was worth a lot more Than that in the mm. open market But partly down to the circumstances You don't quite achieve What you would have got At the peak uh, So again That's down to the, the clubs To decide Was the best time to sell And Rangers think That Patterson's uh, The time to do that now Walter The Rangers need to go And sign some sort of Replacement right back Just to keep a Strength in that area Players here like Balligan and stuff like that, to be honest with you, and there's ones that could maybe give you a fallback, uh, a right back there. But uh, as I say, I'll say again, I, I wish the boy all the best, and, and whatever happens, if he moves on, he doesn't have Everton and that. But uh, I suppose like that I want to see playing for Rangers, that's my point, you know. I know on the money side, it's great and everything, 
and it'll give Van Bronckhorst a bit of spending power to bring boys in. But uh, as I say, I, I like boys like that. He's, he's, he's a homegrown talent, and that's what I want. No, I, I like that. I don't think we should ever lose that because you know there was a time when money wasn't everything, and you just wanted your best players to stay and play. But you know, it's maybe not the the environment we're in at the moment, and and you have to find the balance. But I, I appreciate the sentiment. Certainly, that was Walter on the line. It will be fascinating to see where Rangers turn, Alex, because let's be honest: if you are a, a right back out there and Rangers pick up the phone, you're going to say, right, hold on a minute. This guy who might be worth 16 million quid And has just moved to the English Premier League And plays for Scotland He can't get in ahead of James Tavernier sure. So I ain't going in there To get ahead of James Tavernier Is yeah. that? Well possibly uh, For me if it was a club It depends on what, what, what club you're currently at Gordon Because there could be players Going out of contract in the summer There could be young players We've obviously mentioned The English market as well Where you may well get someone As a development mm. And you're thinking I can dislodge this guy You have belief in your own ability uh, And then you're going to a club Of Rangers stature So I think there's a lot of things that would uh, sway players to come Rather than just look at the hurdle in front of you You might mm-hmm. look at the bigger picture I guess you We've got a tendency here To look at players when they hit 30 And, and think that they're six months away from Retirement I wonder if the fact that you know James Tavernier isn't showing any signs of slowing down He's very rarely injured Is that why Well first of all Nathan Patterson probably had to go Rather than assuming that he's going to take over anytime soon um, And secondly If you're looking for a replacement to suggest that someone might come and, and you know take over from Tavernier next year or whatever might be premature. Here you have the dream deal. You don't lose Tavernier, whose figures, as everyone has pointed out tonight, are staggering in terms of goals scored and goals made. And you do get a young player that you produced and nurtured you do get a fortune for him after 15 first-team games. Here we have the dream deal. The one who stays is first class. The one who's going is potentially first class and has made you a first-class amount of money in the meantime. Okay, you need to give me some first-class answers on this (laughs) teaser, please. We're looking for the 11 players who are currently on more than five league goals in the Scottish top flight. You're doing well. You've got Tony Watt. You've got Kyogo, Morelos, Boyle, Boyce, Ramirez, Van Veen and Abada. Kemar Roof. Kemar Roof is on there as well. Well done. Kevin Nisbet. Kevin Nisbet has only got five as well. You've hit the post ah. more times than I care to uh, mention tonight, Alex. I have, a, I have a confession. I think there was one that you mentioned to me during the break. I think I kiboshed it and I think I was incorrect to do so. Do I have to go over the, the 10 or 12 names I've got here already? Uh, Boyce, uh, Aribo. Yes, Joe Aribo is there So how many is that? I think that's 10 we have now Yeah, you've got one more And I knew this would be the last one Oh, stop it it's, I'm going to say someday at Livingston No, Bruce Anderson's got five oh. um, Someday at Ross County? Yes It's, it's a big guy It's a big tall striker um, yeah, Go for it No, nope, it's not him Oh dear um, oh. More of a wide player Oh, uh, oh, oh my God! I've got. I'll put you out your misery. No, it's um, it's a double barrelled name, isn't it? It is indeed. Yes. Come on, you double barrelled. Charles Cook. Yes, oh, I love the teamwork. Well done, Regan. Charles Cook. Well done to you, <laughs> uh, Hugh Evans. Thank you. Hopefully, we'll see you back in the studio soon. Alex Ray. Thank you. Uh, as always, the biggest thanks. It's a new year, but the same sentiment from us. The biggest thanks goes to you for your calls, for your tweets, and your company. It might be. 
quiet couple of days But maybe such a thing doesn't exist in Scottish football So make sure you join us 6 o'clock tomorrow Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Maybe the Patterson deal will be done Maybe not And Callum Gallagher is up next